Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hey guys, welcome to Retro Rewind. On this episode, we're going to talk about Super Mario for the uh, Super Mario RPG. Uh, joining us today is John and Marty to discuss. So let's dive right in. Again, I don't have a cool bumper. Man, I feel really underprepared here. Do 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 do. All right, perfect. <laughs> oh, I <that> was weak. <laughs> I know, right? Like it's this is this is getting really bad. Okay, hold on. Now I feel like I'm being called out, John. You're embarrassing no, I, me. I, I, I just wanted you to sing it. Sing sing okay. y'all's theme song. Which which were the Super Mario? Th- no, I on? just the, the just the Nintendo Dad song. Oh, oh, the Nintendo Dad song. Okay, because Zach would have had some music derived from the game right at the ready. Yeah, he 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 would have. I feel underprepared when he's not here. Like I feel like there's something wrong with me. So, like so does I'm that mean? A, so does that mean it's actually Marty that's dropped the ball because he's playing Zach right now? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, way to go, Marty. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah, that's. And there's the bus that just that Marty was just thrown under. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moving on. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that. All right. So, yeah, joining us is John and Marty to discuss Super Mario RPG. Uh, before we dive into this, I am going to be flat out honest with you all uh, and with our listeners and talk about that I have not really played this game. I have played a very minimal amount of this game. I got bogged down with work, with travel, and then a bunch of other games I had to review for the show. So I apologize. Uh, So I am turning my opinion over to these three gentlemen who have experience in different ways with it. I'm going to guide this ship. Will the three all discuss what's going on uh, and try and and help this out? We all right with that? Nobody's going to argue with me? Marty's like, sure, why not? All right, fair enough. Uh, and, and Zach was just like, he's like, no, I didn't play the game. I'm out, y'all. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's what we expect from Zach. He just kind of bails on us when we need him. Uh, but that's what we expect. He couldn't find the flashlight in this game either? No, he really can't. <laughs> let's, be honest, let's be honest, guys. Like, I actually think we should just talk about Zach's poor performance on this podcast. Um, I, we're thinking about replacing him. So, mean, so what you're saying is this this change to the podcast coming up isn't a, isn't a fourth member. It's a replacement for Zach. Yeah, we're just. But the thing is, John, like you got to be quiet. Like I mean, just between you and I, nobody else <laughs> listening. Uh, that's really it's like a bait and switch. We're gonna bring on someone, oh. and then we're gonna fire someone. So it's exciting. I mean, but uh, back to Super Mario uh, RPG. Uh, so guys, let's start off with with this question. Um, what was your experience playing this game prior? to replaying it for Retro Rewind. Uh, John, let's start off with you. Had you played so, this game before? 
I, I had never played it before. Um, I had seen it on the virtual console every time I went on there and every time I, I, I almost did and didn't. Um, I, I've played a number of Mario RPG games, like the, the Mario and Luigi games and all that stuff, uh, but never this one. So I, I was I was very excited when this one was the was the choice. Very cool. Uh, Jesse, how about yourself? I I had played the game when it was new. I never finished it though. I think I got to the Axum Rangers. Well, I'm sure we'll talk more about them later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and like I, I couldn't get past them. And then I bought. I had picked it up on Virtual Console when on the Wii and tried playing it, and I didn't even get that far. I think I just kind of puttered out. You know, about about five or six hours in, and then you know this time around, you know Zelda Two. I decided eh, I'll save the dollar and just play it in Wii mode, and that, I had difficult, I had some technical technical difficulties with that. So this time around, I'm like, yeah, I'll fork over the dollar and a half to buy the, the, the Wii U version of the game, mm-hmm. and so I I, I I played the Wii U version of of the Virtual Console. For 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 this and uh, actually did was able to complete it. You know, it took me a while to get past the my previous stuck points, but uh, I did manage manage to finish it for the first okay. time I've ever finished it. Nice, excellent. I like it, uh, Marty. What about yourself? What was what was your uh, experience like playing this game? I actually got this game for my sixteenth birthday, I believe. If I'm if I'm thinking back correctly. To 16th or 17th. Um, and it was a time where my interest in video games were definitely more skewed toward role-playing games and things. And mm-hmm. I can I can honestly say that now I'm, I'm not much of a role-playing game fan. I, I love the idea of them. But uh, it just seems that like the, when I get into them, I realize I don't have time. I, I, don't, I don't have the time it needs to put into this. But uh, I played through it and beat it the very first, like the, in that, you know, first time that I owned the game. Uh, and eventually it became part of the, like when you got rid of all your games, as you mentioned on episode 106 to buy a PlayStation, eventually I got rid of all of my games to buy. Um, I think I want to say a game boy advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I traded in a bunch of super Nintendo games and Mario RPG was, was part of that. But I remember, uh, just falling in love with this game for lots of reasons. Uh, for, for one, it was, it was, you know, it was so like, it's funny to talk about it this way, but it was like one of the most beautiful games of its time. You know I mean? Like the, the, the way the atmosphere was, or the levels were rendered and different things like that. I'd love to see a remaster of this game, uh, and, and see it done right. And the storyline is, is great too, I think, but that, that's my first. And I will say that for this, I downloaded it or I've had it on the Wii virtual console for forever. And have never really put any time into it. And I tried to the other night, and I just have not had time. I just kind of went back in for a refresher. Right, yeah, yeah. And and it's funny, you're talking about the beauty of the game. And there, there is something that, um, you, you know, it's it's kind of rose glasses, right? Looking back at it now, you're like, oh, my, like, that is, it's okay. It's not great, but it's <laughs> yeah. okay. But when, I mean, this game was released back in 1996, you look at that, that, this is a sharp looking game for 1996 and it definitely feels, and this is the thing that, 
again, you kind of just scratch your head, right? 1996, 20 years ago. So the game was the game was actually developed by Square, by 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 Square Enix, right? The same company now, Square Enix, but the same company that's giving us Final Fantasy VII a few years later on the PlayStation, right? Is is developing this game, and I think that there's so much. You know, care that 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 Square has put into the Final Fantasy series in the past that that it just felt it felt like there was this meshing, right? Almost a skinning of of Mario on top of some of the Final Fantasy elements of it as well. Um, but it does definitely create that level of, of beauty that you that you're talking about for sure. This kind of three D platformer esque kind of angle that that's associated with a lot of it. Yeah, I, uh, I mean. <laughs> This was such an interesting, like, I found myself doing things in this game when I was playing it the other day that just, like, they, it, you can't do. But having taken the formula of Mario RPG and going out from, you know, into the Mario and Luigi series and the Paper Mario series, like, I, I, I was running around in it when I was playing it the other day going, why, when I stomp on a Goomba in the overworld map, does it not take damage? Yes, you know, I, had the uh, same, I had the same issue. And and I will tell you guys the the timing, uh, the reflex timing on blocking and getting mm-hmm. in that second hit on on this game is it's super tough. Yeah, and and it's different for everything. Like it's yeah, different. So, like some weapons you know, when, are really loose, and it, you can be mm-hmm. you can miss it by a second, and it still counts. But some weapons you got to be really tight. The 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 thing I guess the biggest contrast for me is is having played Paper Mario Color Splash lately, and like with the the with that game, and a lot of the games that have come out like that in in that kind of subgenre or subline, you know, if you if you use a hammer based attack, the timing's pretty much the same on all of them. It's just a different way of of having the attack. And I say pretty much. I know some are different. Same thing for stomps, you know. But in this game. There's so many different little intricacies about the the timing. Uh, I was really struggling with it, and I and I, I guess I remember myself struggling with it back then too, but not in in the way I was. Like I was having a, a, a really tough time picking it up. But you can definitely tell this game was the foundation for lots of Mario RPG adventures. Mm. You know, a lot. There's a lot borrowed from this game. I'll say it that way. Uh, right, and, and improved upon in lots of different ways. Yeah, even though it's not Square Enix doing it. You can say the Mario right. and Luigi series and the Paper Mario series all have roots into this game. Yeah, there, yeah. There, there's definitely there, there's definitely th- you know themes and, and very much spiritual. Are we losing him? I think we're losing him again. And he's gone. Man. Is that him again? I think you have to drop and come back, Justin, again. At least he's making a better face, this picture. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's try that again, shall we? Welcome back. Thank you. I appreciate that. As I was saying, uh, I was doing some research in this, and there was no direct 
Super Mario RPG uh, sequel that came out of it, but there was definitely spiritual successors and th- and themes that you could see carried upon into like Paper Mario and Mario and Luigi for sure. It felt like there was a lot of inspiration that came from this game. Oh, I mean, definitely. I, I don't think you would have ever had the other two without it. Um, but it, there's definitely, I mean, uh, God, it, it, that whole, it's changed so much between, I mean, I haven't played the latest Mario and Luigi game and I haven't played the latest Paper Mario game, but I, I remember the ones before that, it, it, things have changed a lot since this original one. Yeah, I haven't played Color, Color Splash yet either. I bought it, but haven't gotten around to playing it yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. The 3DS so, backlog was uh, had been killing me. <laughs> right. So, so, so Jesse and John, maybe maybe talk to us about your experience uh, playing the game this month, and and kind of some things that really stood out for you, uh, and, and thoughts on, on playing it. So the the first thing that got me on this game uh, when I when I looked down and saw that this was like you know the final decision, I immediately went on eBay to try to see if I could find it for my Super Nintendo. And it turns out it's like a $55 game like used. What? And uh, one day, I'm sure it'll be on my shelf, but I wasn't ready for that yet. Um, but also, I'm a bit of a cheater cheater, and I used the save states quite a bit as I was playing through. And not mm. because I was dying um, up until the end, um, but it was just nice having that because where when and where I was playing, I needed to be able to stop frequently. And I was able to just do a save state, walk away from the game, come back in without having to get myself to a safe point in the game. Um, but I, I loved it, and I was worried going in because I, I love RPGs. I love the stories. Um, the issues come in is the grinding in RPGs. Um, sometimes it's a combat system, but you don't really feel it in this one. I, I don't remember ever feeling like I ever had to grind. Um the combat, I didn't have to put nearly as much thought into it, which is probably good for some and bad for others. Um, I didn't really have to change my party out too much up until like the last couple battles. And what's nice is you get the experience and everyone gets the experience. So some person you haven't even had in your party, like just kind of like sit there floating off to the side for the whole time. We'll start, we'll be leveling up just as fast as everybody else. So when that time comes, you do need them. They're available and they're not, you know, a level one or whatever. Um, besides that, like the, you know, obviously some humorous writing, um, some absolutely ridiculous things that kind of happen throughout it like the cloud that thinks it's a tadpole but you know it's a cloud um and it cries and everything rains um that that, some of the names for some of these characters throughout it and then like just some of the callbacks to some older games and and jesse maybe you can help me with this but there's a shop you go into on one of the levels and there's a like a shelf in the back, and it has the R wing, it has Captain Falco's like race car, and then it has like one or two other things that I just didn't look at long enough to identify. Do you know what those were? Do you remember it all? I remember that room, but I don't remember what the third item was. I think I do remember three, you know, R wing and an F zero car, and I don't remember what the third one was. <laughs> okay, because I I was I was lost, and I didn't think to look at it long enough to figure it out. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll try to do some searches while we while we continue talking. Hmm. 
But, you know, that and then there was my favorite part, probably. There's a, a room you're in, and I don't remember what level it's on. I think it's towards the end when you're kind of like making your way through like like a dungeon-y type level. And there's this curtain, and you walk behind it, and you come out the other side <laughs> as this really small 8-bit Mario. Yeah. And and then when you try to leave the room, he looks at himself, freaks out, and runs back behind there and changes back. And then it plays like the death, the hurry up and death music, doesn't it? Uh, I, I don't remember. I, th- I thought it might. But it... it it, it had me back. laughing I'll, pretty I'll good. I'll have to go back and watch my play, playthroughs to find it. Yeah, that's in uh, <laughs> bo- that's in what this place called Booster Tower, right? Yeah. The it, fact it, that you remember that is very impressive. Yeah, well, it, I, it's, I didn't. Re- I don't remember it. It was. Uh, I just read it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I read it on he, Mario. He means he means he remembered it fully. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, you, I totally. I totally remembered it. Uh, I, I did like, I remember playing through this game as uh, you know, a teenager and being very uh, happy with the amount of references to other Nintendo games, um, you know, in it. And in, in a way that it, I, I think that's partly why I have so many fond memories of it, because it, to me, it, it kind of put it in the same category as uh, Link's Awakening. Where you know for some reason you've got uh, Goombas and Piranha Plants and a Zelda game. That game is so good. Well, it it is so good, and I played through it uh, not long ago again just for fun. Uh, and man, that like I, there's just something about there's there's parts of these games that are, are parts of this game. Like I didn't realize I was looking back through the 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 wiki you know, reading up to this and there's references to Zelda and Metroid and uh, F zero. Like you guys were saying, like some of the enemies look like donkey Kong. Um, there's yeah. actually, and I, and I was sharing this with Jesse yesterday. There's a hidden boss in this game that you can get uh, access in monster town. And his name is Culex, And he is actually, uh, like just kind of a, I don't want to say a generic, but, uh, he's, he's a riff on final fantasy. Uh, and basically what it is, is it's like this, like weird looking purple alien thing with four crystals that you can fight and it's totally optional. But when you go in to fight him, like when it, when it's, when you start fighting him, it plays like the final fantasy battle music. Yeah. That, oh, that's awesome. It, that came from the final fantasy four boss themes Plays. Yeah, yeah, and if you win, like it plays the Final Fantasy Victory thing, and it gives you an item that uh, ups your uh, attack and your defense by fifty percent, and doesn't allow you to be instant killed. But the thing about it, Culex is, is that he is harder than uh, to beat than the final boss of the game. Yeah, I must have missed that part because I, I mean, I'm far from a completionist, so I just kind of played through to do the story. Although it did take me eight hours longer than it took Jesse to do. <laughs> These are all, I mean, like, these are things that, uh, you know, like when I was playing as a, you know, a kid, I, I, I remember finding that boss and going, they put Final Fantasy in a Mario game. <laughs> you know, it just it blew my mind that they would, that they would add in all that, what I guess what we would term fan service, you yeah. know, in a way. Uh, I do think, though, just and, and kind of switching gears and talking about it from a different perspective, that this is one of the least referenced Mario games period. And I think that's a shame because I think at least 
I know there was a lot of, you know, fan petitions behind this when they did the Smash ballot. I would have loved to have seen Gino as a character in Smash Brothers. Yeah. 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 Right. And we we did see him in the capacity as a um just a me fighter, correct? Right. Yeah, you can make a you can make a version of him. But it's not the same. Right. Part of the things I liked about this game is when uh, Mario's trying to tell a, a story to another character, he's kind of pantomiming it and turning into the other characters to demonst- for demonstration mm-hmm. purposes and falling on his face and on his butt. And it's just, and you know, taken into like the Final Fantasy VI. I'm not sure which game came first, but uh, you know, they did their cutscenes in engine. So just like Mario RPG did, so you know, Square was really good at that. Yeah, well, it's it seems like all those like Mario RPG ish type games all have pretty good writing with a good bit of humor and just like little silly things throughout them. So it's a nice little nice little break sometimes from just the yeah you know, the constant battling or or whatever else is out there in a lot of RPGs. I put an image in the Skype chat of oh, of like, I, I looked if, at it. I, I can't it, tell what that is. I think it's just another. It's like it's two. It's another vehicle from from F Zero. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you know, it's. I did, you know, and I did. I did play it for for a little bit, and I felt, I felt like the battles were just very, very grindy. I felt like I was always encountering. Like it felt like every two steps I was encountering someone. And I did like the fact that I could try and, like, run away from them or run around them and, and avoid them. But it felt like I was c- constantly battling. Um, and, and and I don't know. Is that just me being, you know, I don't know. It, no, I, 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 I agree. Near, near the end of the game, I tried to skip a lot of the battles, especially when there was a run when there was a bunch of, a bunch of dry bones. Before I realized, before I, I learned that you can just use pretty much any special ability and they got that they would die. I thought the only way to kill them was using the water item, which I only had a few on me. So I tried to avoid them or I ran away from them anytime I fought one. Up until like near the very end, I'm like, really? I could have beat them all along. There were definitely times when you're walking and. You know, you'd hit guy after guy after guy and fight after fight after fight, which, I mean, it did get a little bit annoying, but I like that you didn't have to go, like, searching out. You could just kind of, you could make your path from point A to point B and maybe fight a few too many guys along the way, but you never had to grind in the way of, oh, no, I need to be a higher level. I need to go search out fights so I can beef myself up so that I can actually make it past the next part. And most of the dungeons had a fixed number of enemies. They didn't randomly respawn. You know, if you left the dungeon and then came back in, then they'd respawn. But sure. as long as you stayed inside, they, you can go back. You can backtrack all you want, and they wouldn't be respawning. <clears throat> so it, it, which made running around looking for things a little bit nicer. In my, in my recollection of this game, one thing that I will say, I I do feel like the there were certain boss fights that were way too long. Um. Smithy being one of them. The the, yeah. the final fight against Smithy is ridiculous. And that is a battle that I felt like you had to grind for. Because I remember getting there at, toward the end of the game and being near the top, you know, 
it level that you and still having trouble with that boss. Yeah, because you know, when I I mentioned this in in one oh six, but uh, you know I I recorded and streamed every play session that I, that I did, total of ten play sessions. Play session nine is literally three attempts at me fighting Smithy that all failed. I was actually watching that when or, I was waiting for or, the show to start. Or, or was it Axum Rangers? One of the one. It was no. It it was Smithy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I just got frustrated, and I and then. So, but part ten is I, I did one attempt at Smithy, changing up, uh, my inventory and my players in my party, and I won in that one attempt. But it took a half an hour. Yeah, you know when when it was coming to those like later battles, um, I mean I was getting destroyed, and I had been playing with the same lineup, and I had, I didn't have Peach in the lineup, um, because her healing was really great, but her attack was just terrible. Um, but I, I, I kept dying and I kept dying. And eventually I had to like watch, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, where am I failing? You know, my level should be fine. So I had to watch videos and I start seeing this of like this giant shell that's being kicked around and something I hadn't found. So I actually, I mean, it's, it's the internet age, right? You can find anything. So I had to try to find out, okay, where did I miss this and go back and find some stuff. And it wasn't until I had the big shell and then I had some costume that I stumbled across somewhere that almost made Peach invincible. And oh yeah, she, you, you get it, it's the same name as the big shell, the lazy yeah. shell. It's a lazy yeah. shell weapon and the lazy shell armor. And I didn't initially. I didn't like using that on Peach because it increased her defense, <laughs> insane. But it also gimped her attack, which means it gimped her healing. So, Did it? Because yeah, because when I do the, the the group hug that heal all, yeah, without it, I would do like 110, 120 per person, but with the that on, I was only doing like 80, which is oh a, yeah, which is a third of our maximum health at this point, and I was that's why I was reluctant to use it, and then in that final Smithy battle, I'm like I gotta try it because is because she, if she gets one rounded, I'm toast. So, oh yeah, yeah. She, Illyris I mean, she, can she, die. She can survive, and at least I can get him up again in a few rounds. And that's what I ended up happening. I almost didn't make it to phase two of her of his fight, but once I got to them, to phase two, and got the, my party back up, then and, and that night, I barely barely used Gino. I ended up using Gino in the final fight because he can boost attack, and I think that mm, was yeah. The, that was it too. But most of the game I used <coughs> Peach and Bowser. Yeah, that was, I mean, once to me, once you ended up getting Bowser, there was no turning back as, as far as, at least as far as attack power is concerned. Yeah. Right. I always had Bowser, Mario and Gino until the very end when I started putting Peach in. Yeah. I pretty much relied on Peach for healing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There was a few times in the in the game where the, you pretty much have like back to back boss fights, and then you I ended up dying on the second boss fight. So, and I didn't use I didn't use the save states. Probably should have, but then I'd, I'd have to fight the first boss again. So after I beat the first boss again, then I run back find a save square. 
And then, oh, nice. And then, well, that, I mean, that's kind of the situation that you're in when you're at the end of the game, right? Yeah, because I mean, you fight cause, that. Cause he, you fight the sword that that is in the bottom is in the top of Bowser's castle, and that opens a hole up, and you dive down the hole, and then there's Smithy. Yeah, and I ended up, you know, the first time I lost to Smithy, I had to redo that second to last boss fight again. At least there's a save block one score behind, so I didn't have to backtrack too far. But I just had to remember to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a... Uh, in playing it again, one thing I, I did notice is it's definitely a game from a different era. And, and I'm not just saying that as far as graphics and everything. I mean, even just the design of it. And the there th- this game doesn't make any apologies about its difficulty. You know, you either you either rise to the challenge or you just you you quit. <laughs> right. You know, it, you know, it's in the same area as Final Fantasy six, you know, which is I consider my favorite Final Fantasy. So I, I knew kind of what I was getting into. You know, that game gets really brutal at the end as well. Yeah, you know, we were talking about the, you know, the difficulty of it, but it didn't seem to get difficult until right at the very, very end. Everything else up to that, I mean, it might have taken some time, maybe take, you know, one or two tries, maybe. But for the most part, you just could just go through it. And like I said, you know, it's nice because as you move through your people, you know, your party was basically at the level they needed to be without having to go and hunt down people to help you boost your levels. You said you played like eight hours longer than I did. I played 25 hours 25. to beat it. What level were you at the end? 22, maybe? That sounds about right. I could be I could be thinking of a different game, but I, I want to say that sounds right. It makes me wonder I, what you did for those other eight hours, because I also ended at 22. So I, I want to tell you, <laughs> I'm, I'm a terrible gamer. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not great. I get lost sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's my excuse. <laughs> okay. All right. I looked at the release dates of Mario RPG versus Final Fantasy VI. Uh, Final Fantasy VI looks like was uh, April of '94, and Super Mario RPG was March of '96. So almost two years, uh, two years afterwards. Uh, let's see when Seven came out, because you made that compare reference as well. Seven was January of '97, so less than a year later. Jeez, such a difference. So, as, as we kind of look at where where the game was and your experience playing with it, uh, where do you where do you want the game to go? Right, if if tomorrow, and actually, I mean, this almost kind of ripped right from the headlines. We have heard that there is rumor. That Super Mario RPG is being worked on, interestingly enough, by Ubisoft, uh, and including the Ravenous Rabbits or whatever it is. Uh, if if we hear Super Mario RPG is coming out in the next couple of months or next year for the Nintendo Switch, what do you want um, to to get from that game? What do you what are you hoping? Where does the story go from here? I mean, we've talked about it kind of being a spiritual successor to Paper Mario and Mario. And Luigi, but what what what's the next thing for this series? No shiny stickers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> probably be a good start. You, you know, shortly before, what, what was the last Mario and Luigi game? What, whatever the latest one is. Oh, jeez. Uh, after is it Sticker Star? No. Are you you're talking about Paper Jam? Are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jam. shortly before that came out, I played 
um, Bowser's Inside Story and uh, Luigi's Dream World or whatever it's called. Um, and the issue I had with those, I, I still thought the story was great with them and everything else, but it got to the point where towards the end of those games, I just I was ready for them to be over. It's like I just wanted to finish. Uh, I, I wasn't really enjoying <clears throat> it anymore. Um, and, and that's, and that's Dream what, Team for me. By, yeah, by the end of Dream, Dream Team, I was like, oh my gosh. Dream Team yeah. definitely overstayed its welcome, and I never did finish Paper Jam. That started overstaying its welcome. Well, and that's oh, yeah, why I never, Jam, I never played Paper Jam. Paper Jam. Was, uh, when, you, when Jesse started talking about the uh, double Bowser Jr. fight and how many times he had tried to beat it, I was like, <laughs> nope, gonna go trade this in right now. Yeah, and so it, it makes me worried. Um, you know what's going to be next? I mean, it, it, it's probably going to if they make a game, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be humorous. Um, but is it going to be a game that I'm actually going to be happy with as I finish the game? Mm. Mm. Depends on how much the the rabbits piss you off, I guess. Because well, I mean, yeah. I, I mean well, I've here, never been a fan of those characters, so that I'm not sure how that's going to work. Here, here's the question I would say is, I mean, we're currently hearing it's being developed, right? Is, despite Ubisoft and the Ravenous Rabbits, how do you want it done? Do you want the rat? Like, I mean, th- this is my question to you. We know there may be something, but like, do you, like, where where do they go next? Do you not want, you obviously don't want the Ravenous, but what, what else do you want? Would I you would... want, you want Square to go back and do it? I, I, to be to be honest with you, I, if it was more like this, uh, Super Mario RPG, and less like uh, Mario and Luigi and Paper Mario, I would be more for it. So I guess, Marty, the question I would ask is, what and are the ele- elements of this game then that that you want to retain? And 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 here's the thing: I say that with full admittance that I love Paper Mario Color Splash, and I, and I love Super Paper Mario. But it's just like it's there's never been another Mario role playing game like this. You know, it's it. This is your traditional RPG. It's turn based, back and forth. You know, level based. Uh, equi- you know, upping your stats through equipment and having to know how to put all that together. There is a learning curve that goes along with it, and it's, as well as the evolution of abilities. And the progressive story that goes along with that, you know, in at least in Super Paper Mario and, and, and Color Splash, you're getting a game that's more action-oriented. It's more of an action RPG, kind of like uh, the difference in Final Fantasy and whatever this new Final Fantasy is that's out. You know, like the difference between Final Fantasy IX and XV. Uh, those are two totally different uh, realms of that franchise. I would like to see it go back to the more turn-based. Uh, preferably, yes. Let Square Enix do it, but I don't think they're very interested in turn-based <laughs> RPGs anymore. See, see, I think that's where where we would disagree some, is that as much as I love the RPGs, I I don't know if I still have the patience for a lot of that stuff, especially if it becomes more in-depth than it was in you know this game. And it... It it starts to I mean it's it's kind of why I started grinding me some with the Mario and Luigi stuff is I just I don't always want to have to stop and go into this battle sequence like I I like the world it's in I like the way it moves around the world but I'd almost like to be able to just kind of you know 
take out the guy. You know, like when something comes up, just take it out and then kind of keep moving through, um, and and progress that way. But I mean, that's just I, I think it's just because I'm, you know, just getting tired of of going through as much stuff with some of these and trying to get through more games at one time. Yeah, I'd probably want something more along the lines of like a spiritual successor to Thousand Year Door. Which, ah. I think, which I think that's been the the again not having played paper, uh, Color Splash yet, I think Thousand Year Door is is the the best of the paper, of the Paper Mario games. It it does have some actiony parts, but its battle system is still primarily very you know just turn based with the the twitch reflexes similar to Mario RPG. So it kind of mixes both, but then uh, did it well. Doesn't have to be a Paper Mario game, you know. That this was just a different uh, skin on it, but you know, you know, any, you know, either doesn't matter what it looks like. But you know, I think I want more of the turn. I like again. I like more of the turn-based versus the action. <coughs> right on. All right. So, guys, any any kind of like final other impressions or thoughts uh, as we kind of round out a little bit of this game. I, you know, I, th- I think anyone who, who maybe didn't play it this time through, anyone who failed to play the Retro Rewind um, should definitely should definitely do it. it. It, You know, I mean, it's, what, seven bucks or something like that, and mm-hmm. it's really not that long of a game. And it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, for something that old, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, it's interesting as you're you're kind of saying uh, about how much you all kind of enjoy it and how much fun it was. You know, I actually decided to kind of do some quick research on it, and, and it 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 came out like it it received really high marks. Actually, um, e, uh, IGN gave it a nine point five out of ten. Um, uh, what else? Like uh, an eight point seven out of ten by EGM. Um, one up. Dot com gave it an A, an overall rating of, of 89%. And the thing that kind of interests me the most as I'm going through this timeline about this game is this was actually um, published back in 1996, kind of the first half of 1996. In theory, and again, it's on the Super Nintendo, in theory, that should have been about the time that it was dying, the Super Nintendo was dying, and the N64 was getting ready to have a transition on. But yet they dropped this relatively, um, relatively huge game, actually. So I thought yeah. that was an interesting, uh, interesting kind of a uh, statement. I, th- I think I've got, I'm going to agree with Johnny here. I think if you've never played this game, you you need to play it. Yeah, for an uh, RPG just, is short, but for a Super Nintendo game, it's 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 lengthy. Yeah, you're you're yeah. I mean, if you want to if you want to just take a quick tour through it and not try to to do everything and get everything, then sure. I mean, you can put you know you can you can put it away and in less than 25 hours or less than 20 hours even. Uh, but I, I think it's such an interesting, and I, I'm going to use the word here, artifact of the Super Nintendo era, because it does, like you said, it came there at the very end. I don't know how many people played it. Um, and it's it's just such a, uh, a breath of fresh air in the Mario franchise. And like, there's a lot of, like the Mario story and, and kind of the, the world that 
that you get in this game that is more is closer to Super Mario World than anything else. You know, you can definitely tell that this is a push to expand, you know, the world of and the story of Mario, and also bring in a lot of those those like the concepts that that have come out in 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 World. You know, like playing through it just the other day or playing some of it the other day, I was really surprised. Like how many of the uh, sound effects and stuff seem to be, you know, lifted or taken from World instead of any of the other Mario games. Mm-hmm. You know, like the like there's the little, um, you know, like when you're switching scenes, you know, or, or anything like that. And like when an enemy explodes after you you kill him, it kind of sounds like when you do a spin jump and stomp on an enemy in Mario World. Uh, so there's a lot of that that from that that's kind of being carried over. Um, and, and I just, I mean, I think it's, you know, you go back and this was a time where, you know, Nintendo and square got together and they made something different. You know, it was, it was completely unheard of for, you know, that to happen. And, uh, you know, for Nintendo, like if you think about it today, you know, like we have retro studios and other, other companies, you know, they take on Nintendo's, franchises and and they do them well uh you know this was it was unheard of for a non-nintendo company really to make a game with mario mm-hmm. so I, I for that alone i think it's it's worth the the different perspective uh from another from from another creation uh, a team of creatives uh right. looking in in on the mario world yeah i love your word there marty artifact Right, because I think more and more as as we 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 have the opportunity to step back and look at gaming from a from a you know a thirty thousand foot view and where it's come, there are these touchstones, these artifacts, these turning points in gaming that um, when they occur at that moment, you don't think much of it, but so many things you can you can kind of like reel the timeline back to you know this is this is where this thing happened. Right again. This is a time where Square and Nintendo weren't competing against each other. Right, they were they were fast friends. This is on the edge of Final Fantasy. This is the end of the Super Nintendo. Um, there's so many really interesting things going on here. And then I kind of think, you know, as you're talking about it, Marty, and, and the artifact component of it, and we talk about the Switch on the horizon. That you know, Square is kind of Nintendo and Square are kind of maybe making friends again. Mm-hmm. Right, we we we've heard this rumor that maybe is it possible that 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 Final Fantasy might make a return to the to the Switch? Cloud is in Smash Brothers. Could a Super Mario RPG two, an official direct sequel, actually be in the cards in the next couple of years from now from Nintendo and Square? If this if this potential partnership that there may be brewing or that the the internet rumors about actually comes to fruition could this actually occur could a small small spin-off team of square basically partner with nintendo and do this i i would love to see that i just i and i i love that you bring up that whole end of the super nintendo and and square's relationship because after this was where it really went south mm-hmm. uh with 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 final fantasy 7 ending up on the playstation and it wasn't very long I mean, it was very near to, to the release of Mario RPG. Uh, but man, yeah, I would, I, I would love to see, 
a company that's going to make a true turn-based RPG. And again, disagreeing with Johnny here. Um, I'd love to see a company that would take a crack at this and, and do it. Uh, not Paper Jam. Not not Paper Mario and not Mario and Luigi. Uh, I feel like, honestly, I feel like with those past two releases of those series, I feel like it's it's kind of a we're going to the well one too many times. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, one thing I noticed, you know, and I made mention in Twitter, is like after like the first like two hours I had, two, or two or three hours I had four stars. I'm like, I'm already halfway done with the game. What's going on? And then it takes like three times as long to get the last three stars, and then they tease you. You think you get you think you get a start twice, and then it gets taken away from you, and then you got to keep going to get it again. And then that, and then you know those that's when the Axum Rangers show up, which I thought were, you know, when I when I saw them for the first time, you know, in playing it in '96, you know, with the, you know. I'm like, oh, it's a spoof for the Power Rangers. That's funny, because I, I I liked I liked the show back then, and it was so I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did not see that coming. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, on top of everything else, you saying that you liked the Power Rangers. Well, you know, I was, you know, they reminded me of Voltron, so it was like live action Voltron. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's a topic for another day. Uh, I did have one more question I wanted to ask you all. Um, what did you think of the music puzzles? And, so, And how musically inclined are you or were you when you played the game compared to... Oh, and there goes Justin again. Um, and so, because at the time I was big into music, I played a, a, an instrument most of my life growing up. So I enjoyed the music puzzles, just like I enjoyed the the opera house scene in Final Fantasy VI. So I, I liked Square's music things. Wanted to know what you guys thought of those. So I mean, the music puzzles were all like like they they weren't you didn't have to do them, correct? Is that that those ones where like you jumped on the tadpoles and stuff? Yeah, it was completely optional. Completing them grants you act, more access to a shop where you can, yeah. where you can get items to help heal you better. So, so I'm not a completionist. I usually avoid that stuff. Um, I did the first one. Um, I was able to, you know, read the one tablet that tells you how to play the first song. And I was able to do that just fine. Like I, I know enough about music to be able to figure that out. But then once I saw what you got out of it, I, I, I realized I didn't care enough to keep trying to find more of them. And I, I, I remember the, the the frog or whatever it was had a funny Beethoven ish name or something like that, but yeah. Tchaikovsky or I don't yeah. know well, one of those yeah. one of those famous old well, people that made music. Com- completing the third one actually granted an item that healed your party, so that you know would be useful in the end game. Yeah, and I figured it would be useful, but I I, I was also banking on being able to beat the game without having to go through that or try to figure <laughs> out the, the other song. So I just kind of let it be. Which could have been another musical reference there, but I don't know if you meant yeah, that or not. I, I remember I getting very frustrated with them. Uh, at the there it is. <laughs> so yeah, you weren't. Oh, you, now he's got bumpers. So you were, you weren't a fan of the music music puzzle? Uh, no, I, I, I and I didn't know anything about music, so it was it was very hard 
to piece together. I do feel like I eventually muddled through it, but it's been so long since I've been to that point of the game that I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, I remember it, the, I had to go through it a few times to relearn where Doe was. But once, but once I got that, everything else was relative. Yeah, you know, the one problem I had, I could figure out where everything was supposed to be, but my timing would get off for some reason, and I don't know why, and I would I would get so far into it, and I would jump at the wrong time, and then have to start it all the way over again, and <laughs> it just wasn't worth it anymore. Well, folks, I think that wraps up our discussion of Super Mario RPG for the Super Nintendo. Uh, thank you guys for, for joining our discussion and really doing stuff that I couldn't do, obviously. Um, thank you for our Patreon folks to vote and uh, and, and um, nominate this game as well. Guys, it's, it's a little bit past 12. I've actually got the results in for what our game is going to be for December. Uh-oh. Is, is it you- still a one-vote race? Oh, no, sir, it's not. Are you ready for the reveal? Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. It's going live. Yep. So what was the spread? It it was 10 to 9 when I checked earlier during the show. Yeah, so it it ended up being... Let me give you that for a second here. So for those that don't know, that is Super Mario Brothers 2. And I'll get you what that spread is, John. It was actually really quite close. Uh, let me grab that for you right now. When the voting did end, it was. It was. I guess I could have just looked it up myself. That's okay. No, it's like, oh, no, no, no. Let me get that for you. It ended up being 10 for Super Mario 2, 9 for Star Tropics. Okay. Yeah, so that's what it was earlier. Yeah, very, very close. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, your game... No coin flips this time? No coin flips. I was like, oh, dear God, no coin flips. Uh, Your game for for December for 2016 for our Retro Rewind will be Super Mario 2, the North American version, uh, also also referred to as Doki Doki Panic, uh, out in Japan. Super Mario USA. Or Super Mario USA. So that's the one. If If you're pulling... Turnips on the ground, you've got the right game, folks. So uh, thank you to everyone uh, that voted for that as well. Guys, uh, that's that's about it. Um, thank you so much for again for, for being on the panel. Um, you can obviously subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that good stuff. Thank you very much uh, for, for tuning in, uh, for, for myself, for an absent Zach who's just a slacker. Uh, for Jesse, John, and Marty, thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Retro Rewind Super Mario RPG. Very fun music. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.